Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Blinkers Off. I have got Magic with me today. It'll be Magic and I doing the show today. We got all kinds of crazy things going on. Mr. Magic, how are we? Dude, we're excellent. If you uh, if you watch YouTube at Sports uh, or listen to it earlier, YouTube uh, at Daily, I'm sorry, too many shows. Uh, who am I talking to? YouTube at Daily this morning. My best bet was the Red Wings Senators in Sweden over six and a half goals. And Ottawa went up 3-0 in the first, 4-0 in the second. And then as we were talking and getting ready for this show, Detroit scored. And Detroit scored again. I was like, dude, they're going to cash this over before we go live. And they did. They cashed the over before we went live. And just for good measure, uh, about two minutes ago, they put it in. So it's tied up. It's 4-4. So as a Red Wings fan, it's great that we were coming back. And it's now tied. And we have all the momentum going into the third period. As a gambler, when you're halfway through a hockey game and go, cha-ching, cashed it. Like, that's great. Because hockey's very volatile, as this period has shown. <laughs> It's it's funny. I, I I we were talking and then I left for a minute to do a couple previews for you uh, for the website uh, videos and come back and the over had already cashed. They scored two yep. goals while I was recording. So uh, yeah, that's always a great thing. Hey, uh, the dudes who bet daily show. If you want, yeah, we'll plug that here right now. It's been pretty good so far. You got your win already, and I got my win as well. Alexander Helios winning the third race at uh, at at Churchill Downs at eight to five. So a really good start. Uh, for that show we'll see if uh, we can make it six in a row we went all three sunday we have two for two to start today we still got papa dude out tonight so we'll see uh, what happens but let's talk about this show because we got a big one for you today uh usually on blinkers off we talk about a lot of stakes action and, and the big stuff going on well there's no stakes action really to speak of uh so we're gonna mm-hmm. do something a little different Magic's on here today. We're going to do a combined late pick five uh, ticket for Saturday at Aqueduct. So there'll be races six through 10 Saturday at Aqueduct if you want to handicap along. So what we're going to do, folks, Magic and I will sit down and we'll talk about all the races. And then we'll go back and form our ticket uh, with our opinions uh, that, that we've uh, you know kind of went through. So, you know, we may, we may write down like six horses in race six. That doesn't mean we're going to use all six of them. We're just throwing out who we like, and then we'll go back and trim it down. So with all that being said, are you ready to roll, Magic? Are you ready to start this? I'm ready. Let's do it, baby. All right. I'm going to put it up on the screen right now. We'll get right to it. So like I said, Aqueduct late pick five on Saturday, November 18th. We'll kick it off race six on the card. We're going to be on the turf here. Hopefully the weather holds off and we'll have turf racing. I think we will. We were kind of looking at it. So it's an allowance going a mile and an eighth, $90,000 the purse here. Field of 12 here on the turf. Magic, who did you like to kick us off? Well, it looks like there's a lot of pace in here, at least if we stay on the turf and and we keep the field like this. There's a lot of pace here, and it's kind of all on the outside, and so I think that helps horses that are going to be coming from off, definitely, because those outside horses all have to not only go forward, but they've got to cross over as well to save their ground. Uh, I went back and forth on who to use here, and his recent success especially with jockey irad ortiz jr has me put the number four dancing with the stars for trainer rick dutcher on top and i was doing the math uh in my head right before we were or as i was handicapping this like, okay, his last start was september 2nd he was with the previous trainer so a two plus month layoff first time dutro into a spot that makes sense how many times have we seen in the last two months aaron this work for this barn and with this jockey aboard you see in the uh the statistics in 10 starts in the last year coming off a similar layoff the barn is four for ten 
seven for 10 in the money. And if you took out kind of the lower level, kind of dinkier horses that Dutros kind of had to deal with as well and looked at the talented ones, that percentage, I promise you, will go up. Boy, I, I couldn't agree more. I like the four here quite a bit as well. Uh, I, I think this is, a, for all the things that you said, you touched on all the things that make a ton of sense for him. He got masterpiece to the winner's circle last week, Magic. I don't know if you noticed that, but, uh, yep. you know, that horse kind of well, went to him, been running just okay, and then boom, gets a victory off of a layoff. Vinny Blonde had so Vinny does the best bets if you're playing Aqueduct. Um, he does best bets for Aqueduct Saturday and Sunday. And one of his best bets was that exact. Uh, he and I have always loved Soldier Rising, and I think you have too. And we hate that that horse never can win. He always gets second. So we put Masterpiece over the top, and that exact it was like sixty something to one uh, to, to a, like a horse that I thought could win the Pegasus World Cup Turf, beating Soldier Rising, who's guaranteed to get second in all of his races. So yeah, plug for Vinny as well there. <laughs> Yeah, very good. I, I did not realize that. So good job, Vinny. And if you're not watching that, he he really does an excellent job. Vinny's a very good handicapper, especially when it mm -hmm. comes uh, to that Naira circuit. So yeah, good job by him. And yeah, Masterpiece Man just ran uh, extremely well that day. So I'm with you. I think the four is one we definitely need to use. Uh, and you mentioned that you think the pace is going to melt down here. It does kind of feel that way uh, on paper as well. I think that makes the number 10 barrage pretty darn interesting here as well. Uh, I don't think he's going to come uh, from way out of it, Magic, but I think he is going to be kind of off the pace, make a little bit of a run. I expect a trip kind of like he got last time out or even two races back at Saratoga. We just kind of, you know, he's not really involved in the pace, but he's going to kind of be that first one to sit there and pick up the pieces. So I have the 10 on the ticket. Uh, I also uh, think with that same kind of trip, the five Harry Hood uh, was one that was really interesting to me. Eight to one here, a horse that's coming off of a win against open company starter allowance last time out. Um, so I think, you know, where I looked at the 10, been facing New York Reds, you know, the five's been facing this open company. So I thought that was, uh, you know, obviously a pretty good sign as well. Also one at the distance last time out. So I think there's another one going to get a nice stocking trip and kind of get first run. So I'll write down the five as well. Anybody else uh, you want to talk about or add to the list? Four and five were A's. The 10 was a B. And my only C, or if you really want to get nutty with a long shot, possibly the eight registered donk uh, putting this horse on turf first time. Uh, also, for third time off of a long layoff. That If you were looking maybe, you know, tournament-wise, I think this would be the horse to use. I don't know that in this field, uh, you know, allowance level, this is going to be a tough spot for this horse, I think. But, uh, I, you know, coming out of two one-turn races and now doing a mile and an eighth, you could catch a flyer here. But again, that's if you just wanted to go deeper in this spot or if you're playing a tournament, the eight's the other one I would look at. I'm going to, I'm going to mark down the eight. We'll kind of, like I said, what we do here with this is we'll go through all the races, write down all of them. We're kind of thinking about, and then we'll trim them. So the eight definitely is one we should probably write down um, because uh, you, you, you know, you, you, you see donk do this sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, you get kind of donked as we like to say, and this could happen <laughs> here. We'll see. We'll see if we actually use the horse. You know, if we go deep here, I say we do use them. Uh, you know, what about the 11 cyber ninja? That's the other one I have wrote down. Do you want to, what do you think? I mean, horse has been consistent. Um, it hasn't quite, you know, had, a, had been in the winter circle only one out of seven times. Yeah, that's my concern is I think he's a great underneath play. But I, at four to one with that outside post, he just he leaves himself too much to do. And he's he's caught some faster paces going uh, 11 furlongs in the past. And he's come up with a run. But he just I feel like he just leaves himself too much to do at what you're going to pay it at four to one. 
I'm going to write him down, but I am with you on that. I, I think, you know, a lot of times you see slow paces in New York, but yeah, he caught two fast paces in a row and couldn't quite get there. I'm not so sure that he's going to get there this time either. I'll write him down, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think he's, he probably is going to be on the outside looking in on our ticket. So I wrote down four, five, eight, 10, 11. Let's go to the next race here. And like I said, we'll, we'll narrow these down once we get through all of them and actually put the ticket together. Then we'll narrow them down. All right, let's go race seven, Magic. Uh, New York bred stakes race here on the dirt, going six furlongs, the key scent stakes. Six furlongs, like I said, field of eight here, Magic. All right, I think we might be able to go short here, but I want your opinion on this. What do you like? You know, I'm, I've been really impressed the two races I've seen from this six solo shot. Uh, you know, trainer George Weaver is is such a great sprint trainer and handles the babies. Really, we saw the, how well he did with Ascot horses. You know, multiple horses going to Ascot. And your name's at Wesley Ward. You must be doing something right. Uh, I think this horse is the. I know that she's been on the lead in both of her starts, but the way that she's extended and finished in both of those, Aaron, tells me that. She is, that for, for one, better than five and a half or maybe even six furlongs. But I think that she could handle a pace duel. I think if, the, say, the three or the seven, you know, really burn out and want to go to the lead, I think the way that the six has responded in both starts under Manny Franco, she's shown that she can handle sitting off the pace. It's kind of something that I saw with Epicenter where it's like, we haven't seen him try, Epicenter really try to sit off the pace, but the way that he ran, I thought was a way that he could sit off the pace and then he ended up doing it. I'm not saying solo shot is Epicenter, but it kind of a similar style in that like when Franco says go, she goes. And that tells me she's just been better, that much better than the two horses, the two races that she's faced so far. She's been really impressive. Uh, a lot of times those horses will go over to Finger Lakes if they've been on the Naira surface and they act like they kind of hate life because that's a whole different animal as far as the like, Mm, quality of track let's say that they're running over uh but she didn't have any trouble with it i thought she was impressive uh yeah I, i'm with you on that one um i thought the number five tricky temper would be interesting at a little bit of a price only four to one but a little bit of a price there uh this is a horse that tried turf last time out it didn't go well the dirt resume is decent. Um, I think it's very interesting. Irad Ortiz Jr. gets a board here instead of Katie Davis or Johnny Velasquez. I think that's a really big sign. This five's getting ready to run a big race. Is, is that one you considered? Yeah, this was my third pick in the race, uh, the five, and it was definitely one I thought you could put on the ticket, making an argument for. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think uh, it's just the, the jockey situation uh, there makes too much sense not to not to give this horse a long look. And by the way, the, the comment is finger like maybe a shithole, but it's our shithole. I agree. I like it. I'm just saying it is what it is. Um, uh, so the other, I, I went too deep. This is what I wrote down anyway. Uh, the three and the five. So the three's car is time. Mm. Uh, that's the horse that's going to be the favorite here. Uh, two races back, won a pretty similar race to this in gate to wire fashion. Uh, last time out was second when stretching out in distance to a mile. Back to six furlongs here today. Uh, you mentioned that the five was your third choice. What about the three? Fourth choice. I was trying to beat the three in this spot, actually. I thought this was a, a horse okay. we could try and take a shot against, but I can tell you're uh, much higher honor here. I think that being the inside speed is going to be your detriment here. I think that um, trying to go six furlongs here, this is going to be a, you know, she looked good at seven and, and even a mile, but I'm worried about the six furlong spot for her against who she's facing. Yeah, we're going to have some arguments when we try to structure this thing. That's going to be a fun uh, thing uh, once we round back in, into this. Uh, okay, you mentioned your, your top choice. You mentioned yep. the third and your fourth. Who was the second horse you had on? 
Number seven, Ashburn Alley. Uh, only a maiden winner, but looked really nice in the slop doing it at, at Backwoodduct here, going six furlongs. But uh, the ownership stays the same, but they transferred her to Tom Morley, who, by the way, had a horse that I think finished sixth in that race. So Morley saw what she was able to do. Uh, and Castellano's been working her uh, a border that, that November 9th work. That was Javier Castellano in the saddle. And Castellano's been having one, arguably his best career year here. Uh, I think this is a sneaky horse at four to one. So this was actually my second choice. I was really impressed with how she uh, kind of sat uh, sat on or just off of the pace early and then just kind of powered home in that slop. Yeah, I don't mind that ad at all. I, I, I think that's one uh, we're going to have to really, this is going to be a big debated race once we structure this thing. Um, I, I'm with you on it though. The horse was pretty impressive on debut. Seemed to do it pretty easily as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, all right, I'm going to add three, five, six, seven. That's what I'm gonna, I've got wrote down for this one. So there's, there's five single digit morning line horses in there. We talked about four of them. So did we just put the one My Shady Lady into the winner's circle? Uh, I would be really surprised, wouldn't you? I would too. She's yeah. She she went to Gulfstream to break her maiden, and then her, against New York Breads hasn't done well. Yeah, I mean the the race last time I was in the slop, so maybe go okay. Didn't like slop, but two back was a fast track, not competitive. And yeah, I think she just caught she caught a maiden race at Gulfstream on July first. You know, you just don't know who's in those races, right? And Carl yeah. David does a a really really nice job at Gulfstream. He wins like crazy. Um. I'd just be really surprised. I, I don't have a lot of interest in that horse. So um, we're moving on. We're just going to, yeah. we're not going to do it magic. <laughs> All right, let's go to race eight here. Uh, we got to, we got to get going because I think we're going to have some, have some heavy debates once we structure this thing. Uh, race eight on the card, a two-year-old maiden special weight on the turf. Uh, you know, just that right there goes, uh oh, this is going to be tough. Two-year-old maiden special weight on the turf going a mile and a 16th, $85,000 the purse year. Field of 12, we also have some main track onlys and also eligibles, but field of 12 in the main body of this one. All right, buddy, where'd you go here? Uh, can I just say Chad Brown and go? Like, <laughs> not, not have to talk anymore about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to, the eight, specifically the eight spend a lot at seven to two is the top pick. I rad hopping aboard first time starter for Chad Brown. Extremely well bred by more than ready uh, out of a scat daddy mare. And CHP Racing got this horse for $650,000 as a yearling. So uh, lots of things to like about this horse. Really, it's because it's Chad Brown debuting this horse, and it's where Irad ended up. It's not super fancy. It's the breeding's there. There's, you would have to make a very superb case to not use this horse on the ticket. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think you start with that. I mean, anytime you got Brown on the turf, debuter, Irad aboard, you start with that. So I'm with you. Same top pick here. Uh, I think I think this is going to get a little interesting once we get past this. So uh, a horse that I really kind of am interested in is the nine. I'm not going to try to say the nine's name. Maybe you can. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill Mott third-time starter moving to the turf. I thought this was the kind of that interesting horse, so to speak. And you know me, I'm not huge on workouts. Magic, you look at these last two workouts this horse has had. It really looks like she's woke up a little bit. And now we're on the turf. It seems like we're kind of getting our head right. It's a horse that's got a little bit of speed here in a race where I don't really know what the pace is going to be. What did you think of this nine for Bill Mott? She is an interesting one, and it's worth noting that before her last start, her last work before that race was on the turf training track at Saratoga. So with the breeding by American Pharaoh, Mott's a, a Hall of Famer. He's won a few races. So he knows he can look at this horse and think maybe she'll be better on the turf. Uh, 
I, I wonder, Aaron, if why she was on the dirt, if maybe they they thought that's where she would start. She did face, you know, Alice Beach was a good horse to face on debut and then set the pace and kind of faded off a little bit uh, to finish second last out. I did want to use her because there's a lot of things to like. It's Mott, third off the layoff. We're trying turf. We're trying two turns. The six to one price feels good. It, as far as the win bet goes, I wouldn't play her anything lower than that. But for making the ticket, I think this is absolutely a horse you, we need to have. Yeah, I'm going to put her on here, and it's just going to depend on how short we go. Um, okay, what do you think? We, we talk about Pletcher, we talk, or excuse me, talk about Brown, we talk about Mott. Pletcher's got two in here. Uh, listen, he's got the one before you go-go who's trying turf for the first time after three straight races on the dirt. And, and then you've got the 11 uh, towards the outside with Dylan Davis uh, aboard there. Scandalous. What, do you, what, did you, what was your take on the Pletcher horses? I think you can... Uh... Boy, I almost don't like either one of them here. You know, Matoli, a, a superb sprinter. The horse yeah. is on the rail, so you know the one before you go-go will theoretically save ground. But two turns on the turf, even with the active war underneath, I don't I don't like that. But you look at how the horse is running, you watch the replays, and he just kind of almost seems one-paced. And that tells you with the running style that either the horse is absolutely no good or maybe wants two turns. And so they're trying the two-turn here with her. Um, as far as the 11 goes, don't like the post. And... Uh, when you've got the other jockeys currently here still at Aqueduct, they haven't moved to Gulfstream yet, and that's when you're riding Dylan Davis. No offense to Dylan, but you're you're not the A squad until everybody goes to Florida. Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in the eleven. The one mild interest, uh, I, I'm kind of with you though. Matoli, it, it kind of seems like, hey, for sprinting maybe, but the the route on the rail, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be problems for sure. I agree. Uh, we talked about Detro in the opener. Uh, he's got one here. They tried. It was a six past tense. They tried to get this horse on the turf last time out. Ended up getting rained off and was on the dirt. Ran okay. I mean, not great, though. What do you think? Now we're on the turf. What do you think of the six? Well, different Dutro. This is, is this his brother? Or Andy Anthony. and Rick brothers? Sorry. Tony? Yep. 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 Okay. And yeah, sorry, Tony's. Uh, um, I, listen, I think the six was that was definitely one that I looked at, and I like the horse was bet down to two to one for that debut, and they wanted to put this horse on turf. It was a weirdly run race. Uh, the winner was, I mean, it was in the slop, so you had a two year old that just ran off by over 10 lengths. I think this is a really good use, and, and for, again, for the horse to be two to one, I know it was in the slop, but somebody thought this horse was going to pop big on debut, and all we've done is now hopefully put the horse on the surface we wanted in the first place. So I, this was actually my second uh, choice choice here behind the eight. Yeah, I misspoke. I meant to say that we had the other Dutro. We talked about the first Dutro, but that's what happens. We have to host. You have to run all this shit. I mean, come on, man. Listen, man, it's tough. I'm I'm happy to just sit back and watch you do it right now. <laughs> I got I got to do it myself in 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'll write down the six as well. Do you want to write down the four uh, just for the other Brown, or are you just like, hey, let's go eight? And forget about the four. No, I would I would use the four because last out, uh, still a maiden ran fourth in his stakes and really was pretty competitive in that spot. The runaway winner Brock Nardini is in. She runs she runs tomorrow in this in a stakes race at Aqueduct. So uh, watch out for Brock Nardini. She goes against Live Magic, I think. So uh, a very good horse to be you know beaten four, three and three quarter lengths by. I think the four is a good use, and it's the other Chad, but it's Manny. Why not? All right. Uh, the four, six, eight, and nine. That's what I've got wrote down. Any anybody else you want to add? No, not really. I thought. I mean, if you wanted to get nuts, maybe the ten, the force be with you, another Weaver horse. But I don't love the post four. Um, it's more. You know, can't sell in Weaver thirty two percent. That's a pretty good angle. 
All right, I'm gonna write down the ten. Just to, you know, we're just we're 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 just going through rough drafts right now, so we might as well put him on there. All right, why not? All right, I'll add him, and all right, let's go to the next race here. Gosh, this is a tough late pick five, man. This is another really tough race. Race nine on the card here, the Aqueduct Turf Sprint Championship Stakes. Going six furlongs, $150,000 the purse. Field of 12 again. All right, Magic, who we got? Pass. <laughs> this one was tough, man. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I let's just talk about it because I think we're both going to say it needs to at least be used. It's the 4R shot at 5-2. to two. I'm not going to say he's my top pick. And that's a short price to take on a horse in, in a very competitive race. Like you mentioned, this uh, some really good horses in here, and he's been facing a lot of them. But it's where Irad ends up, and this horse is, like I said, has been competitive in every single turf sprint that he's run all year. And, and you know, two of those were wins. He went to Keeneland and got an allowance win, which that's like winning a stakes race at a lot of tracks. Uh, went to Saratoga and won an allowance race. And again, it's like having a stakes race on your resume. The few times he actually did go to the stakes, that's when we get second, just beaten third, just by a whisker, second, beaten two lengths by Arzak, who went to the Breeders' Cup turf sprint out of that race. So he's competitive, but I think you have to be careful going. You can't rely on this horse too heavily. And I sure would not bet him at five to two to win this race, Aaron. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, gosh, I think, I think he's like a second choice type of horse. I, I am, I am with you on that a little bit, man. I really like the six, nothing better. I, I think this, I know this thing looks fast on paper, mm -hmm. but I think he's the speed of the speed. I think he'll get out ahead of them. Uh, I think the six is going to be tough to catch still in this race. You know, you look at some of the horses that this horse has been uh, beaten by this year. First of all, he wins an allowance race. He goes to Pimlico, gets beat uh, by a neck by beer can man. I thought he ran really well that day. He went to the Jiper, got beat two and a half or two and a quarter by Caravel and, and, you know, big invasion Casa Creed. I mean, shit, all horses that would be four to five in this race. The race at Monmouth wasn't very good. I'll give you that. That sucked. Uh, but, you know, last time out, got beat by today's flavor, but only by a head. I don't know. I feel like nothing better at six to one. I think he's the right price here. So I, I liked the six a lot. I think the number one wit, that's the horse I've got in second. I think he's interesting. I think he will get a huge, you know, kind of pace meltdown here. I don't know if it's a little short for him. I don't know if the rail is going to be a tough to negotiate. The six and the one were the two horses I wrote uh, with the four also as well. Who else did you kind of think about right down in here? Um, I As far as the price, it's funny. You used the one wit. Mm -hmm. I went with the eight witty. We've got wit and witty <laughs> in this spot. And and witty's a horse that, you know, five races this year on turf sprints, um, at least going back to July. Yeah, going back to July. And has never finished up the worst than second the last two were wins the previous three were seconds and if you're not familiar with the owner breeder and now since the last two starts trainer elizabeth merriman this is who caravel was with before caravel was on the national stage she was with liz merriman liz merriman knows how to handle these horses these great turf sprinters she just ended up getting purchased and sent off to motion and then brad cox but this is a horse that the last two races, like I said, were with Merriman. Those were the two races that were wins. You're on smaller circuits, but you know this, Aaron, the, the turf sprint stakes game, it's kind of tough because you have to be able to move. You know, there aren't that many graded stakes races and there aren't that many stakes that are super competitive. So you've got it with big purses. So you have to be mobile. And that's why you've seen this horse go to Laurel win, go to Pimlico and win, almost win at Parks, almost win at Monmouth. So should be able to bring his game on the board or on the road to Aqueduct. And, and I really love the connections here with Merriman and Javier Castellano. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I, I wrote the horse down as well. I, I think this horse makes a ton of sense. And you're right. Uh, the turf sprint, that, that form kind of goes from track to track. Uh, get, get, that form carries. So I'm with you on that one as well. So I've got uh, one, four, six, and eight wrote down. I want to talk about the 11 and the 12. Thin White Duke is a horse that, gosh, more times than not, seems to be a heartbreaker. He always kind of shows up in these races, Magic, and you're like, I think we can play this horse at a price. And he always just gives you kind of that run, but doesn't quite win. Uh, and then the 12, I want to talk about him too, the 11 and 12. Dancing Buck, kind of that same kind of feeling with this horse. Kind of in that 7 to 8 to 1 range, 5, 4 to 1 range a lot of times. Just can't quite finish the job. What do you think about these two outside horses? The 12 I passed on is outside speed with the 6, and I, th I think is I think it's going to be to his detriment. Um, I like the 6 better, just like you do. The, the 11 I had as a horse to um, as like a... A B or C ad, like one that if we left off, it wouldn't upset me, but I would make a try to make a case for it because it's Donk and he's back on turf after two dirt races. Good, you know, a, a New York's bread stakes race and then a grade three stakes before that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and write them down, uh, the 11 and the 12. And like I said, we probably will end up cutting them, at least one of them. But yeah, listen, I, I and Rodney mentioning the number 11 seems interesting. That is Thin White Duke. I, I'm, I don't disagree. I, I think this is going to be... This is a really, really tough sequence. And I think, you know, some of these races, we're going to have to go short somewhere because we've got to use we got to use a lot of these horses uh, once this final ticket is uh, is done. All right. Speaking of going short, this might be a race. We can do it. Let's go to the last one here before we round back and actually form the ticket for you guys. Race uh, 10 on the card. Final race, obviously. Starter allowance going six furlongs uh, here. Field of 12. We're on the dirt. I said it. I, I There is one horse I really kind of like in here. I want to know if it's the same one, though. Who do you like, Magic? So I really, I think there's absolutely one horse you've got to use, and you okay. could single her depending on what the weather's like. If the okay. weather is anything, if the track is anything but fast, go ahead and single the five. She's awesome at seven to two. Is this who you were thinking of as well? All right, we're on the same horse, and that's very good. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so... Uh, we know Linda Rice, when when you take Linda Rice out of the stakes level, uh, it, she's just been unmaculate this year. And, and it's been, you know, all summer fall and into the winter here. It's his first time with Linda Rice. She runs, claims it for $40,000 and immediately runs it back protected. That's a good sign. Look who was riding the last two races, Jose Ortiz. And he rides, of course he rides through the damn barn change. 29% with uh, his aunts, his co-aunt step aunt something however they're they are yes there you go jose and aunt linda I, I can't remember how they're related but yeah uh there you go it's his it's his aunt through marriage linda rice and they're just fantastic together the only horse i would be worried about potentially if it's a fast track the six shaman princess could yeah. go gate to wire here but if you look at every race that she's had where it wasn't fast she runs like dog shit so she's also facing winners the first time so maybe the six, maybe a little flyer, otherwise single the five. Ah, man, I think we're going to end up having a singling, single this five here. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. Look, a lot of really good signs. You talked about it. I, or not I read. Jose riding through the, the claim. I mean, you knew that would happen. But, you know, claims the horse for 40, and now we're, we're in a starter allowance. And it's like, okay, we're protecting the horse. That means we like it. So I like that better than claim it for 40 and then we're in for 20 but we tower over the field yeah you might tower over the field but that trainer's not dumb the trainer doesn't like the horse for whatever reason right so it's a good sign that she got her hands on this one and, and likes it thinks we can make some money with it so 
She's awesome. I, I mean, I think we're going to have to end up singling the horse. I think the four is awfully dangerous as well, Magic. I think Icy Reply, uh, this horse was a, a neck away from victory last time out. Same same race, basically going seven furlongs instead of six. I thought this was a dangerous one. What did you think of the four? I think a five four exact is going to pay very nicely here. Uh, sure. 40 starts for the four. Four wins. 13 seconds. This horse loves to be just second best. Yep. Yeah. Five, four exacted. I, I think five to, to win, five, four exacted. I think that's how you could make money in this spot. And you should get good, better than usual payouts because there's 12 horses in here and like eight and a half of them are terrible. Well, to that, to that kind of talk, I do think, and Car Ramrod brings it up, no reason to like the nine other than Ortiz and then the real Dutro. First off, the claim for Dutro. I get it. The numbers don't look good. This horse is definitely, from a connection standpoint, pretty darn tough. What do you think of the nine, Proudfoot, 10 to 1? Do we get enough improvement here? I don't think you get enough improvement for the price that she gets hammered down to. I think she gets hit very hard. I mean, you look at her last races when she was with Linda Rice, five to one, five to one, five to two, two to one. Like, okay, like you're not, and now we're going to Dutro. And I just like people are catching on. Dutro is doing well with these horses when he gets his hands on them. And this one, I don't think uh, has the room to grow. A lot of Dutro's biggest successes, a horse like White of Barrio is when, or uh, Masterpiece is when they've shown previous success and stakes levels and you advance them uh forward off of a layoff usually too well that's just it you know it makes me feel better that that the horse is getting claimed off of linda <laughs> and not somebody it's like oh like a two percent trainer it's like oh boy yeah i don't know how much you're gonna move up off of linda so yeah i'm with you on that one so i guess that you know we went through the races i guess the big question now but we got to start building this ticket are we just singling yep. the five like is that going to be what yeah we're doing? Okay. Even even if the six catches a fast track, it's first time winners. She's never held on like yeah. before when she's had open spots. So yeah, let's let's single the five here. All right. Well, we're gonna single the five. We will see what happens. So this is the deal, right? Uh, what Papa Dude and I like to do is keep it around a hundred dollars. You know, maybe a little above, a little below, but nothing nothing crazy. So cool. we we have a single in the last. So we had. Uh, we wrote down five horses in the first, four horses in the second, five in the third, and then six horses in the fourth, fourth leg. Uh, we're saying one through four legs there. That's 300 bucks. So we got to trim this thing down. All right. What race do you feel most confident in? Uh, not number, not race 10, but six through nine. What do you feel most confident in? Hmm. I thought we were pretty, I thought we saw race six pretty well. Okay. We were pretty in sync on that one. Uh, five, ten, four, four were the ones we for sure wanted to use. Which, by the way, thank you for inviting me on your show and then making me sit here with my butthole pucker because you're going to make a joke about the seven so high in the first race that Magic comes on to talk about on your show. Well, guess what? I kept I waiting for you to make a joke and you never did, so thank I, you. I didn't do it because I am all class. That's why. Th that, that fruit was hanging so low it was on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going to do that to you. So, well, I mean, now I kind of want to, though. <laughs> it's too late. I already brought it up. You can't make a joke now. <laughs> uh, All right. Here. So, okay. So, if we go 4, 5, 10 in the first yep. leg, and then we keep everything else the same, we're at $180. 
Hey, so that's a good improvement. Yeah, we're getting close. And I'm with you. So we're going to go 4, 5, 10 in the first leg. Let me make sure I'm doing this right. 4, uh, 5, and 6. Yeah, so we're at 180. So uh, let's Race go. 7 was our biggest disagreement, so let's move past that one. Okay, yeah, race seven, we're at four deep, three, five, six, seven. I, I'll tell you this, we're getting through race seven if we do that. So, yeah, uh, it's so. gross, but we're getting through it because it's kind of a gross, like, I don't, we both were like, too, too far apart. Um, okay. We both like in race eight, the six, wait, no, did we like the six? Race eight, I've got four, six, eight, nine, and 10. So, what was that? If you took the 10 off, what would that do? Took the 10. Oh, yeah. That's like kind of that uh, odd. Yeah, that was just a bomb horse. Okay, hold on. So we, then we'd have 3 by 4 by 4 by 6. So we're down to 144. Okay. So if we, what we could do is just take one horse out of the last or the ninth race and we're at 120 dollars let's take off this is i swear if this bites us in the ass i'm gonna laugh so hard take off the 10 run curtis run we didn't use the 10 i thought you used oh you went 11 12 11 12 so in the ninth take race, off the 12 take off the 12 dancing yeah block? okay because i feel like we're covered with the speed horse with this the better speed horse with the better draw in the six the 12 is just there to either make it a fair race and speed up the six or let the six go off by himself Okay, so let me write this down. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I That was a easier uh, to uh, trim than I thought it would be. <laughs> so that's good. Four, six, eight. Oh, yeah, 120? Um, yep, we're at 120. I'm going to put it up on the banner now. Uh, there we go. All right, so there it is. That's the late pick. Five. That's right, Car. We can splurge because we're already way ahead for the day. So we're we're plus money and then some for the day. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it was. It's all. It's so fun when you do those early games or races and it comes through because then you just relax the rest of the day. Or you're just like, well, that that sucked, and you can just drink the rest of the morning and afternoon to forget about it. Or or you could do that. Yeah. See, I always think positively. You're thinking negatively. So I'm thinking know. how to take it a negative and make it a positive. I like it. Okay. So, all right, let's, uh, let's recap this here. So here it is late pick five Saturday at aqueduct races six through 10, by the way, we'll update this. If it does come off the turf, we're, we're just assuming it's going to be, so we're going to go four, five, 10 with three, five, six, seven with four, six, eight, nine with one, four, six, eight, 11 with the five singled in the last $120 ticket. So 60 bucks. Cause we're going to split it. Like said, it's a buddy ticket. So uh, there you go. All right. Let's, uh, I'll keep that up there while we kind of talk and kind of round this thing out today. But uh, yeah, that's it. How you feel about it, Magic? I think it's a good, uh, yeah. The, the one race where we had complete disagreement, the second leg there, it's not, I just, I liked my two better than your two. But if either of your two won, it wouldn't surprise me. I just was tr seeing it a different way. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think if you're looking at this ticket right now and you're like, okay, how can I break it down? Take a little bit more of a stand in that leg. Uh, as mm -hmm. far as being, uh, what's the right word? Um, I don't know. Like that, we probably, we're using too many horses in that race that are low prices, yes. right? I think that's the big problem. Um, you can definitely trim it down right there, take a stand there. Uh, you know, we could probably sit here and argue about it, but when you're doing kind of this group buddy ticket, that's kind of the point of it to use all the horses. Um, but if you're doing it by yourself, that's probably the race where you take a stand. 
And if you cut that down to two horses, let's say, well, then you've got a very manageable ticket uh, to play on your own there. So I'm with you. Um, it's a weird race. And if the one wins that race, I'm going to be super pissed. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'll be more upset if Run Curtis Run wins, but especially well, when neither of us used him. <laughs> so Run Curtis Run in the ninth. Yeah, it just feels like he's up against it. But I mean, second off a layoff, maybe that's the key. No, I mean, he's uh, he needs to go back to being a two-year-old. That's really, <laughs> I mean, he's fine, but it's like. He never took a step forward as he's grown. I've been following him for obvious reasons since he uh, debuted. And he just really has kind of been, he is what he is. He'll show up with some fun, like, you know, at Kentucky Downs, he runs second to one timer or big invasion. That's fun. But that's who he is. He's fun. Well, I mean, he was beaten a length and a half by no balls who just won the Breeders' Cup uh, sprint, turf sprint. So Uh, he was eighth beaten 11 lengths in this race last year. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> nothing better won this race last year and, and thin white duke was third we got those horses on the ticket so see we're covered okay well. and anaconda looked at this and said i don't want none i don't want none. <laughs> and left it at that oh another okay. donk on turf right is the anaconda with donk yeah uh yeah i believe so yeah there you go or at least at one point um before we go so i wanted to talk about real quick what you and i were talking about last night because i've been excited about it. we were both excited about it you want to talk okay. like discuss it now breaking news oh you're talking about the new kind of thing we're gonna do yeah yeah so i'll set i'll set you up magic text me last night so that i had an idea for this show and when he was talking i thought i don't think this is for blinkers off i think this is its own thing so yeah go ahead and tell people what we're gonna start doing uh starting with the remsen stakes week we are sorry there's a weird paint mark on my microphone here starting with remsen stakes week uh we're going to be doing trivia on racing dudes trivia tuesday so what will happen is i'll be writing 10 trivia questions based on whatever big race the derby prep is coming up that week so in this case it'll be the remsen stakes aaron and our first guest Vinny blonde will have 10 questions all multiple choice and, uh, you know, it might be something like what jockey has won the most Remsons or, you know, which horse has the fastest time. I need to stop making these examples because I, now I can't use them as questions because if you guys are smart, <laughs> you'll go research them. Uh, but it's multiple choice. Uh, I'll have you guys, you know, you get 10 seconds to write it down a piece of paper when it's done. You both flash your answer. And the fun part about doing we're going to pre-record it. But as it's coming out live on the YouTube live on the YouTube channel, uh, if you're participating, we'll try and do it at a good time in the afternoon slot on Tuesdays and in the chat, like we'll try and participate with you guys if we can watch along and, and see what you guys guess on it. So anyways, just something that I thought would be fun. And, and it's really not anything that I've seen on the Internet and especially on YouTube. That's horse racing trivia specifically. I love trivia. I know Vinny loves trivia. Shadi loves trivia. Um, and, and Aaron knows a lot of trivia and, and has a great memory for it. So at least if everybody that's on the racing dudes team, I thought Aaron would be the best person to represent us on this side. And then, yeah, it'll be themed to whatever the, you know, the Derby prep is. So, you know, fountain of youth, Florida Derby, Sanita Derby, we'll be building up to those. If you are, uh, we'll eventually do something to figure out, to bring in fans or subscribers, uh, to participate once a week with Aaron, uh, everybody or anybody who beats Aaron will get a small prize. And at the Kentucky Derby trivia show, everybody or anybody who's beaten Aaron will all compete together and we'll have one grand prize winner for cash prize. And we'll figure that out later, but uh, we'll see how much Aaron really wants to uh, afford to risk here. Uh, put the company money on the line. Maybe we'll put the company Amex on the line and for uh, 20 Kentucky Derby trivia questions. 
<laughs> well, first of all, let's see how it goes before we <laughs> promise and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, Shadi chimes and said she loves this. I, I I do too. I I think this will be fun. Uh, I, listen, I I do have a lot of knowledge, but like like a question you just asked, who's won the most Remsons? I wouldn't have a clue, you know. So I I think it. I don't. But if I, I gave would, you four choices, you might be able to figure it out from there. I. I I'm not trying to make it super hard or make you look like an idiot. This is supposed to be fun. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't take it that way. Don't trust me. I'm not worried about that. Uh, what was the winning time for uh, uh, Mo Donegal's Remsen Stakes win? What was the final time? One forty-eight and one. One forty-eight and two. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, I know you're not going to do that kind of stuff. It'll make it fun. Maybe that'll be the tiebreaker, and whoever gets closest to the number gets the right gets the win. So. Ramon Dominguez would have been my guess on the rims and stakes wins. Is, is that true? See, I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, see. Ramon Dominguez. I was going to guess Mig, but uh, Jockey, it's actually a tie. Eddie Maple and Johnny Velasquez. Oh, okay. Johnny Velasquez. That's good. Yeah. Carr says, I'll study more uh, for this than I did for calculus. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I think I think this is going to be fun. I, I like yeah. this idea a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you first sent it to me, then I'm not going to do this. And then when you started giving me like the ideas and stuff, I was like, actually, this sounds really good. So, well, and especially think like you might not be so great with the Remsen, but Arkansas Derby, uh, Rebel history, yeah. like you're going to know that shit. Like we're going to have to bring in a heavy hitter for you against our, on Arkansas Derby Day. Well, I don't, I listen, I'm not going to sit here. I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, there are certain things where I could, I'm really good at, but there are other things like history of the rims. And I'm not going to be very good. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I, I, you know, uh, I, I definitely, um, I definitely have some special knowledge in certain, at certain tracks like Prairie Meadows or Remington, but I don't think we're going to be talking about that a lot. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be fun. It's just something new. Yeah. We should do AEW trivia as well. Magic. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, when was he? When that, was he? Now I would AEW rather AEW. study for calculus than study AEW trivia. <laughs> I don't want to have to study for questions. Watching four or five hours of their programming is enough. I think I don't think we need to add anything to it. Um, Shadi asked how far back we're going. I'm like, I would keep it within like because it's derby related. I would keep it within like the derby point system. Well, I mean, well, no, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to try to be too historical. I'll try to keep things more modern era a yeah. question like who's had the most wins is going to of course encompass every year but yeah yeah um how many how, well that's your fault shoddy <laughs> i was just saying there's nothing we can do about that how, how many eyes did the 2022 rebel winner have that's a good one. <laughs> oh, shit that's if you one. know you know one <laughs> uno <laughs> Oh man! All right. How many one-eyed horses have been in the Rebel? How about that question? It, oh no, Patch went to fair, was in Fairgrounds, wasn't he? He went the mm -hmm. Fairgrounds route. Yeah. Shit! All right. Um. Damn. Like the answer that there's two that I know of. Unoho was one, and then there was another one. Can't think of the name, but they did have another one. Uh, back. Gosh, probably would have been 09, 2010, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Um. um Toby Keith owns a horse that has one eye. By the way. Pollard's vision was one-eyed. I didn't know that. Yes. That was a he was a stallion, right? He was not at Oakland, I don't think though. No, I just looked up who had one-eyed. I'm trying to figure out who had one-eyed or, or famous one-eyed horses. Power Slam. 
He's not famous though. Power slam. Yeah, for uh, for Toby. Anyway, hard um, not to love. She that was a Philly. She was great. Won the La Brea. Yeah. Yeah, she was crazy. Yeah. She oh. was the nuttiest. I've seen some nutty horses. I've never seen anything. Okay, yeah. how am I supposed to write Husker Bush questions? <laughs> well, I I I'll be the host that week. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> There's not. He's not interesting enough. <laughs> um, uh, I love the actually. Is that true? What's that? Did the best horse to win the Springboard Mile, Senior Buscador? But he's probably did, not. But I think he in the last few years he has been. Did Will Take Charge win it? Will Take Charge did not. He was it. in it, but he didn't win it, right? He got second. He got beat by a 99 to 1 shot. Yep. That's the that was the horse I was like, I think there was one horse better than Buscador, but then that's right, he didn't win it. So Will Take Charge won uh the the uh Smarty Jones. And that same horse got second to him that day. But yeah, he actually lost uh at the wire uh to a 99 to 1 shot trained by uh Daniel um can't think of her name now. Danielle Duras. Danielle, what's what is her name? Oh my God, I can see her. Anyway, yeah, uh, Texas. Uh, well, if you can see her, just ask her. Don't be rude. Well, that was, <laughs> okay. I got to look that up now. Um, I can't think of the horse's name that beat him. Texas something. Ninety nine. Texas one. Red. No. No one. Texas Red. Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm about. I'm about. I'm gonna look. You're, I'm who's gonna get it first? We're racing. Remington. Texas Bling. Texas, Texas Bling. Bling. Yeah. Danielle Durham. Yeah, Danielle Durham. Yeah. Daniel Danielle Durham. Durham. Yeah. 128 to 1. Yes. A 259. Yes. Yep. It's a great race. Uh Texas Bling. And then yeah, we'll take charge. Came back. Got we'll the take bet. charge was 12 to 1. Well, we'll take charge. Uh, last race coming into that was 13th just two weeks earlier in the Kentucky Jockey Club. So that would be one. Listen, tis the law lost the Kentucky Jockey Club. It happens. It does happen. It does happen. Do you, it's always okay. many. It's always many Franco's uh, fault. Anyway, sorry. What? That's right. All right, we're good. We got to get out of here. But any comment on the parks oh, announcer? Yeah. Dennis wants to know. I think that she's doing a much better job than when she started. There you go. There you go. I mean, yeah, she slipped up. It. it I think if any, I, here's the problem I have, not to go soapboxy at the end, but if anyone else had said that, people would have laughed and moved on. But because it's an announcer that people have been targeting harshly online for her call, somewhat deserves some, you know, that she, she deserves some criticism, but not the level she's gotten. So she screwed up. I mean, whatever. She, You heard her laugh about it, too, in the call. She realized she did it, and she, she didn't stop. She kept going and kept calling the race. Yeah. That was funny. It was a funny yeah, whatever. It was funny. Move on. It's not worth. I don't think she should be fired. Do people actually think that? Probably not, right? People think she should be fired for everything she does. Oh. Yeah. I, there's just some people that, you know. Well. So, some, of, some of those same people thought it was fun to make a meme out of me uh, when Practical Move died. So That's true. You just kind of go whatever and move on. Well, since we're on a happy note, we'll end it. So we'll end it right there with a happy note. Matt Dinnerman coming to Oaklawn. Talk about announcers. There we go. That's going to be a great one I'm excited for. Yeah, Dinnerman, I'm really happy for him. That's like It's a tough, tough job. I hope he's ready for it. But uh, I'm super stoked. I think he's going to he's gonna um, 
I think he's going to love it. I think he's going to love it there. But it is a tough job, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, he can't do any worse than what they had. All right, guys, we're going to get off here now. <laughs> we will be back next week for Blinkers Off. Magic Mike coming on 13 minutes. Magic, what are you guys doing? Delmar, late pick five. The Frankenstein ticket hit last week. Um, yeah, it's we're, we're so close. We can feel it. We're going to hit one of these. It, technically, my Magic Mike ticket hit the Breeders' Cup because pretty mischievous scratch, and you fill it with the post-time favorite and idiomatic. But yep. I didn't play it or give it out, so I didn't want to celebrate that. But we, I feel like we're going to hit... One of, or both of us will hit today. So, All right. Curious. Well, there you go. Good luck uh, to you guys. 12 minutes away from that. Magic, thanks for joining us for Bleakers Off today. A lot of fun. We'll be back next week. Huge, huge, huge Thanksgiving weekend. We'll have big-time stakes action to talk about then. All right, guys. We will see you later. Magic will see you in 12 minutes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at RacingDudes.com and follow us on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the Racing Dudes.